Happy Sunday, Tampa Bay. We're with you for another week here on the Duncan Duo Real Estate Show to talk about the Tampa Bay real estate market like we are every Sunday. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo, joined by Mike Corrigan with Cross Country Mortgage. And, um, you know, Mike, I, I want to start today because I think that um, one of the obstacles in today's real estate market is home buyers and sellers coming into a transaction with an expectation based on reality TV. Yes. Um, and and so the funny part about reality TV is that it's not real. Yes. When it comes to real estate, it's, it's not real. Right. And so I, I see all the shows, you know, flipping, the the home staging shows. And, and I want to kind of give you guys a little bit of background that you can't get out of a 45-minute show. I've, you know, taken the commercials out. A 45-minute show that you don't see. Uh, you don't see the mistakes. You don't see how they got the property. You don't see a lot of the stuff that's not glamorous. Um, they make real estate investing look really, really easy. And in a hot market, sometimes it can be because price appreciation will cover up your problems. But right. when the market shifts, you can have a lot of trouble. But there, but there are a lot of things that people miss about real estate investing when they make it look easy on TV. Yeah, and, and what I always find funny is the they always bring a problem up, you know, in it, but it's it's not really ever a major problem. It's very easy to overcome it and whatnot. And I always say that's just not the reality of how it's going to be. It's like unreality TV. And the other part that I find interesting is when they list the uh, cost, the contractor yeah. uh, cost to renovate the house. I don't know if maybe uh, HGTV just gets some really cheap contractors <laughs> because when I compare uh, my contractor costs and and I we do a lot of them with what they're quoting on HGTV, I just want to know how they're getting those prices because today's labor market, today's construction materials market, it's nowhere near the prices that I sometimes see on the TV shows. They right. get a benefit there. Yes, yeah, for sure. So one of the things I find interesting about it, um, you know, and th this just kind of gives you a little bit of an understanding and and um, I don't know if Robert talked to you about this today, but the labor market in the construction world all over the country is 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 crazy, right. right? And they're not factoring a lot of that in. When you look at these flips, you think, oh, I could repaint that house for $1,800. Wow. So Robert, uh, did he mention uh, the quote he got for paint? No, on his oh. no. So, so Robert, um, who's, who's sold, you know, been part of an organization that sold thousands of homes, our yeah. president of sales, been with me a decade plus, uh, bought some investment properties in Gatlinburg. Right, yeah. And so he's renovating one of them. And he had contractors come out to give him quotes. And to paint the interior and exterior of the house, guess how much it was? You're not even going to believe <laughs> no, it. Yeah, I, I mean, and I'm serious. Painting interior and exterior and some fascia stuff, some some fascia boards. Just, just, just. Twenty five hundred. I don't know. Thirty three thousand dollars. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I think they just didn't understand. He knows real estate. Like I don't get thirty three. And he and he thought maybe they misplaced a zero. Right. So yeah. you actually asked right. them, you know, and they're like, no, no, this is our cost to to repaint homes here. And that's that's crazy, but that's the labor market. So when I see HGTV <laughs> advertise that they can repaint a whole entire house in and out for eighteen hundred dollars, right? I want to know who they're getting to do that. So so they have leverage. They they also don't show you you know how the homes are acquired. They don't show you um, a lot of the costs. Truthfully, to right. me, are off. Sometimes they don't even show real estate commissions. They'll show bought for this, bought for that, you know, and they don't talk about title costs, doc stamps, property taxes, right. uh, holding costs. So so sometimes you'll have people make the mistake of going out and buying um, an investment property, thinking that it is as easy as it is on on TV.
Yeah, they definitely take the math and make it, you know, make it advantageous for their show. And again, they're, you know, they're there trying to sell viewership and sell advertising, right, and get people to watch it that's on there. So they make the numbers look uh, look good for their situation. I think the same thing goes for, um, you know, when you see the shows where the home buyer and seller are looking at real estate. And I always laugh. It's like. You know, underwater basket weaver and an assistant yeah. coach at a middle school, uh, budget one point nine million. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Where did this come right. from? Like, I see where a lot do of those memes. Yeah, and then their their rehab budget's like another four hundred grand. I know, right? like it's, it's like, sitting on who the did side. they? Are, you know, where did where did that money come <laughs> yeah. from? So I always find the the shows interesting and and humorous. And you know, we've actually had properties on them before, and a lot of times the homes that are on the shows have already sold. Yeah, they're coming back after the fact to try and show them because they're looking for specific things. The other thing about it is, you know, we'll get clients, first time homebuyers that spend all day on HGTV and they want to buy a bungalow because, you know, Chip and Joanna did. So but but what they don't understand is buying a bungalow, a historic property that that is a frame construction house needs so much more work than was actually shown on TV. Right. And a lot more sometimes is uncovered than meets the eye. Right. When you get into it, even beyond home inspectors, you end up with, a you know, a lot more repairs and a lot more things that you didn't go into it right. thinking you were going to have to do. And if you're not experienced in doing it, and you're a first time home buyer and you don't have the expertise like you've talked about before. And, and you don't have access to construction labor. Right. I mean, the yeah, construction right, labor right. is a major, major obstacle. So real estate reality TV, not exactly real. So if you watch it, take it with a grain of salt, understand it's entertainment. Don't take those expectations that you might gather while watching those shows and bring them to your real estate agent when you want to buy or sell, because it's just, it's just not real. It, it, it's not the way it really happens. So, so anyway, you're listening to the Duncan Duo Real Estate here on WFLA News and, and Mike, it's um, you know Veterans Day this week, so it's Veterans Day weekend, and uh, have a lot of veterans that work for me. Both of us have fathers we lost to yep. um, you know th- th- that were veterans that we've lost recently. Uh, my younger brother, a veteran. My brother-in-law, um, you know, a veteran, and my best friend, a veteran. So a lot of veterans in, in my family. And, um, you know, certainly appreciative of the service of all of our, our military and our vets. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you can say the same thing about your organization. Yeah, for sure. We have my uh, my my right hand man, my sales manager, uh, David's, uh, you know, a veteran served in the Marines and uh, was actually in a helicopter crash in the Marines and survived his whole unit that was on it. And uh, so it's just an incredible story. But, yeah, my my heart goes out to all the veterans deep, you know, sincerest uh, appreciation and gratitude. It really is, uh, you know, especially living in a community with McDill and so many people yeah. around. Um, it, it, you know, you run into them, you see them everywhere. And so just deep, deep appreciation. For, yeah. I mean, for I can everybody. literally throw a stone to the gates at McDill Air Force Base from either my office or my house. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally super close. Like, the, you know, the, this week on Veterans Day, I woke up and, and heard, you know, the, the, the first call song that they play in the morning at 6 a.m. And I just I got emotional because yeah. of, you know, the sacrifices my dad made and and the stuff I know my brother's been through and, and, you know, so many challenges that veterans go through. And one of the rewards for being a veteran when it comes to real estate is a VA loan. For sure. And a lot of people don't know about the benefits of a VA loan. I was actually talking to new agents of mine this week at lunch and making sure they understand how valuable a VA loan is, but that it, it, a lot of times it has a stigma that it shouldn't. It does. Right. You know, people think it's like an FHA loan and in reality, it's a, it's a better appraisal process. It's a less likely fall through. It's not as stringent underwriting, not as stringent on the house. And, and truthfully just, just as an incredible 
way for veterans to get a financial benefit when they're buying or selling a home and avoiding or not avoiding, but reducing some of their expenses and down down payment money. Right, for sure. Yeah, you can go up to 100% financing. That's the big one. A lot of people do know about veterans home loans, but there's more to it than that. You don't ever pay mortgage insurance on a VA loan that, that goes into it. And your qualification criteria, you kind of touched on it, is is a lot more lax. So it's a lot more loose. You'll We'll see higher um, debt, what are called debt to income ratios that are allowed. We'll see, you know, if the credit isn't as good, we'll see more automated approvals and so on and so forth. So they, it does make it easier to qualify for that. In addition to having a lower down payment, having no mortgage insurance, um, I always say to my team, every single month, we talk about our stats and how many loans of each type we did. And every month without fail, and I'll do it to the day I die, the VA loan is the best loan out there in the market. And if one of your first couple questions of talking to someone is asking if they're a veteran or, or they're currently military, they're, you know, we're missing the boat. And you know what's interesting is I think a lot of real estate agents don't understand some of the benefits of a VA loan too. Um, like you mentioned, those easier underwriting processes. The appraisal is another big one. In today's market with as hot as it is, a lot of homes don't appraise. With uh, certain loan products, the appraisal just comes in, and if it's right. short, you're just dealing with right. it, and then you try and contest it. With the VA loan, one of the unique parts about it, and it's because they value the veteran, they want to help the veteran out, they want the veteran to be able to close on their home. If the appraisal's not showing value, they will actually reach out to the real estate agents and say, hey, help me out here. Let's collaborate. It's it's the only loan product where I feel like there's collaboration between the appraisal and the and the real estate agent. And every other loan product, it's adversarial. And, and with the VA loan, they're saying, hey, help me out. Show me what you two professionals let, you know, led the seller and the buyer to agree to this price and believe that it's value. I'm missing something. Yeah, they, it's called Tidewater. And, and when people are new in, in the mortgage industry, they would go, what is this? Because they can't believe that the appraiser would actually say, hey, I'm not going to get the value or I can't get there. I need more information. But that's exactly right. They're going back and asking for the agents to come up with if there's additional information that maybe they're not seeing or not pull, being able to pull off public records to help them substantiate what the price is. I think another thing about the VA loan that that is excellent, and, and again, this goes back to uh, there, there are a lot of home sellers. And we've experienced this uh, in in sometimes in some crazy situations. There are a lot of home sellers that just aren't 100% focused on the money they put in their pocket. Um, so if you're a home seller out there and you're selling you know, your home, okay, your real estate agent may not be as educated about the benefits of a VA loan. They may say, oh, no, you want cash or conventional. To me, truthfully, I want cash or VA. Um, you know, a conventional can sometimes be great, too. But but a VA loan is is a home run. The other thing is that you know you're you're selling a home to someone to sacrifice for their country. For sure. they, they've endured the, you know the, their family's gone through some things. So so for me, um, there are a lot of sellers out there that it matters who they sell the home to. So know that if someone has a VA loan, it means they served. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, that, that's just the reality of it. And and so in in a day and age where you do have home sellers that are picking offers that maybe aren't always the highest, you know, look at those things. Decide, you know what, do I want to sell the home? Maybe somebody that's a thousand dollars less, but this is a veteran in my neighborhood. This is going to be somebody that, you know, fought for the country, you know, serve those point. types of things. So so I think we experience it. There are home sellers who legitimately will take an offer um, that isn't the highest. Or maybe isn't cash or isn't some hedge fund, you know, Wall Street money, and they'll sell it to a veteran because it means something to them. So you see it a lot with with actual veterans, veterans sure. selling homes right, to other right. veterans because yeah. they're like, OK, I know what he went through. I want I want him to get the house. So sure. so it's definitely something to, to pay attention to if you're a home seller. And it's definitely something to accentuate more positively when you're a realtor. 
Absolutely. So, so again, you're listening to Duncan do a real estate show. After the break, we're going to talk about six first-time homebuyer hopes and dreams that are completely delusional. So, um, it, it's funny because a lot of homebuyers have expectations after watching reality TV, right? After you know paying attention to the news. Or, or simply they looked at homes, didn't really assess their budget, and now they go into the process of buying a home and they find out, whoa, I can't do what I really wanted. So we'll be back after a quick break to talk about home buyer hopes and dreams that are delusional after a quick break here on WFLA News. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show. I'm Andrew Duncan with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. First time home buyers, they got a lot of obstacles in today's market. They do. That is that's very true. So many of them get frustrated. So many of them continue renting. So many of them go into the process with unreasonable expectations. So we're going to tell you some hope. We're going to, you know what, first time home buyers, I'm sorry, but we're crushing your hopes and dreams today because you've got some delusional beliefs about what can happen in the real estate market with your, um, you know, purchase. And the, the first one is your first home will have everything you want. I, you know, the, this whole list is so good. And I, mean, I hope everybody out there is is listening to this because it, it really is good. But yeah, I mean, the reality is no home, even in the best market, is is everything you want. Now, and here's the thing. The only way to get everything that you want is, so here, first time home buyer, they get everything they want. Here's what it is. Uh, you need to be like an Instagram, YouTube celebrity or professional athlete that makes millions of dollars a year, then maybe. Right. But if you have a limitation on your budget, you're not getting everything you want. Yeah. So, so the next one, there's time to find a mortgage after you find the home. This is like your pet peeve, right? Yeah. Not, not in this market, especially with, with, you know, it's such a seller's market, but go out and get pre-approved up front. Know what you're actually, you know, you can actually qualify for because inevitably, if you say you want, you know, a budget of 300,000, inevitably, um, you know, and a lots of the times it's one person or the other, but it, you know, if you were out shopping with my wife and I, you start at 300 and you end somewhere around 450. And, and so you need right. to know where you're going to go because that's what happens when you start looking. And, and so you need to know what you actually qualify for. So you don't shoot down your own dreams, right? Yeah. And here's the other side of it. You're in Income may not all qualify. You may have sales commission income. Right. You may not be on the job long yes. enough. So you may be able to afford more, but you can't qualify for more. Correct. So yes. that's an important step. Uh, you can handle the home buying process on your own. Um, this this one's funny. People, again, they watch HGTV and think, oh, I can do this by myself. Right. They make it look so easy. Right. All right. And then you buy the wrong house. You you know you don't do an inspection or you do a bad inspection you know you don't hire a company that does the does a good job you go through the process you overpay or um, you know you get your contract canceled because you missed a timeline you didn't read the contract you know how many home buyers and sellers don't actually read right. the contract no, most of them there's a lot of real estate agents that don't too but we do a massive amount of training so our people know the contracts back and forth. But there are a lot of people that don't. And then they're like, well, I just want to cancel now. Well, well you, you have $10,000 in escrow. So right. it's day 19. Yeah, you can't. You don't have a right to cancel. And I, I think it's worth noting because we're talking to the first buy, time home buyer community out there to know when you're buying a house and you hire a real estate agent, you don't actually pay them. It comes from the seller's commissions that that, that are coming out as the home, first time home buyer and as they're on the side. So a lot of times people don't know that. They think if they're going to hire somebody to help them buy, they're going to actually have to pay them as part of the process. Yeah, correct. And so the seller will fix any issues that come up in the home inspection is another thought. <laughs> Look, we're in a super competitive market. The seller ain't going to fix much at all if they right. don't have to. If they've got multiple offers, they're going to tell you when you come with your inspection list. No. Uh, most <laughs> contracts today are written as is. So the seller can simply say, no, I'm not obligated to fix anything I'll, or I'll fix a minor amount of things 
And if you don't like it, I'll just take this inspection report and shop it to the other six buyers that missed out on the house. And I bet one of them will take it. Right. A lot of buyers, again, and agents don't read the contract. They try and cancel um, or they try and ask for repairs on an as is and they can get canceled. So so it's key to make sure you read the contract. But sellers today are not fixing uh, a lot of the items at all. So, some, some are saying, I'm not fixing anything. You want this house. You're buying it as is. And we tell buyers today, use the inspection report as a blueprint for what you need to do in your first years of homeownership. Right. Unless it's something major, um, understand that most homes in that price range are going to have issues. So the the next thing is the asking price is probably what you'll pay. Um, so so here's the reality of this, okay? And it, 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 it stinks because people think they can go in and negotiate. Um, and, and the reality is if there's more than one offer, you may very well be paying above the asking price. So the asking price, it's almost like when a competitive market, it's almost like it's an unofficial auction. That's like the minimum bid. It's the floor. Yeah. The reserve. So so it's the reserve price. So if a house is new on the market or going to have a bidding war, you're, you're probably going to pay above asking price. Um, and then can't find the right house. It's easy to build one instead. This this one's laughable because of how bad the construction market, the permitting process, how backed up it is, um, construction materials, labor. Um, plan on years to build a house, and and I really mean that. Finding a lot, going through the construction process, you know, following all these steps, it is going to take a lot longer than you think. Yes. To build a custom home, and and not only is it going to take time to find a lot, find the neighborhood pick the builder, but the builder has to go through permitting. The builder has to buy materials. The builder has to be able to line up subcontractors. I think a lot of people have this assumption that, oh, I'm going to hire this builder and he's going to be out there like, you know, jackhammering and, you know, with a hammer and building the house himself. And they just manage the process. Yep. So, um, you know, there, there are a lot of challenges in most parts of the country with permitting right now too, because there's back, it's backed up. So you're waiting months on permitting, you're waiting on materials, you're waiting on approval of permits, you're waiting on surveyors and architects and design. It, it is not a quick process. And by then, maybe interest rates are much higher. Right. You yeah. Know? So it, it's very risky if you think that you're going to uh, build a home quickly if you can't find the right one. So anyway, we're going to be back um, continuing our conversation here on WFLA News on the Duncan Duo Show after a quick break. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo Show talking about the Tampa Bay real estate market. And I uh, want to talk about, look, we're, we're in the season, right? want to talk about your holiday decorations. Yes. Okay. So this is an important thing to listen to if you are a home seller, if you are a real estate agent, or if you're going to be looking at homes during this time of year. So first off, home sellers come to us all the time and they say, look, I want to put my house on the market. Or... At the end of the year, uh, a lot of times they change real estate agents. They've had somebody else. They haven't got it done. Now the heat is on. They want it sold or under contract by the end of the year. So they say, hey, can you come take over? Okay. And so the, the, the process of decorating during the holidays when you're going to put your home on the market is risky. Number one, you're dating the house with the decorations. Right. You know, if, if someone, if your house is decorated and it can't be hidden uh, well with photos or video, then that's going to date your house uh, that it was put on the market during holidays. And, and look, the market's really hot. It may sell, it may not be an issue, but maybe it doesn't, or maybe, um, you know, it, it goes under contract, falls apart, and then you're back on the market in the new year. So my strong recommendation to people is if you're going to decorate, Wait till your house is under contract, right? Um, you know, or 
Uh, wait till the photos and video have been completed. But truthfully, don't do it or do it very, very, very lightly. Um, simply because it can distract people from the house. Um, they can miss things with the Christmas tree. It can take up to it. Can make the room look smaller. They can pay attention to your Christmas decorations and to, instead of all the wonderful features in the home. And you could find someone that's not uh, that doesn't follow the same religious belief system as you and doesn't love that your house is right. just decked out like Clark Griswold. You right. know, it, they may want it to be more neutral. So your house really does need to be neutral. And it doesn't matter what, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Hanukkah, um, you know, whatever holidays you support, believe in. Uh, decorating during them is 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 challenging. And and look, during the holidays from now until the new year, um, that's the one that that's the holiday that causes the most trouble. You know, simply because it can cause home inspection. I mean, it can cause a whole variety of issues for home buyers. And your home isn't going to look as neutral and as um, you know polished as it can. Right, and it's appealing to as many people as possible, which is what you're trying to do when you do that. And you know, think about it. A lot of people I know at my house, things get moved around at Christmas time to put decorations, to put the tree up, to put you know whatever else it needs to be. And a lot of people I know do that. And so again, you you may be making rooms look smaller or not how they normally are set up, so it doesn't look as you know it doesn't flow as well and whatnot. And when you're looking to sell a home, that that's not what you're going for. Yeah, and I think the the other side of it is um, the home inspection process. Look. If you put all this Christmas decoration up and then the buyer comes to do their inspection, you could be overloading a circuit. You could be tripping right, breakers. Yeah. You could be causing liability. You could cause all these other problems. They can't get to this part of the house because of the tree or because of that. Um, and and it can be problematic. And a lot of times people are like, oh, my Chris, everyone tells me my Christmas decorations are lovely. <laughs> uh, no, everyone doesn't tell you your Christmas decorations are lovely because plenty of people don't say anything to you at all because they think they suck. You know, look, I love decorating for Christmas. Yep. Okay. Like I'm like, I am literally like Christmas movies, Christmas music, Christmas decor. I mean, it's my jam. Like I absolutely love it. But if I'm going to sell my house during the holidays, which I'm not, but if I ever needed to, I wouldn't have it all decked out for Christmas. I would need to tone it down, make it more neutral, put up decorations maybe for a little bit and then take them down prior to the home inspection. And no, it sounds like extra work. But it's one of the steps that you're going to take if you're selling your home during the holidays. You need it to be neutral. You need it to not cause problems with the home inspection. You need to have um, you need to have it not cause problems for home buyers emotionally connecting to your home that may not have the same belief system as you. Yeah, and just think you can you can push it off till next year when you're going to be in your new place and you can get excited about doing that. But it's uh, it's better to skip it for for this year if you're going to be listing your home and, and yeah. For and so, so so home buyers, look. If you find a house and it's super decorated for Christmas, look for some things. There could be defects hidden by the by the by the right. Christmas stuff, okay? And and do your best, okay? Do your best to look past the stuff. Right. This goes with this is a recommendation for every home buyer out there, okay? And and I tell sellers this. You want the house to be as neutral as you can because you don't want buyers to pay attention to your stuff. They're not buying your stuff. Right. So if you have like a incredible amount of Yankees memorabilia, take it down. If you've got, you know, autographed celebrity wall, take it down. If you have furniture that is going to be super unique or that they may want or a chandelier, if you don't want it to stay, it shouldn't be there because buyers will ask for it. But but the reality is, is home sellers really need to tone it down and 
um, make their house as neutral as they can and eliminate things that will distract the buyer or garner the buyer's attention. Yeah, because people ask for it too. I mean, the last house we sold, and it wasn't anything special, but just the way my wife had our uh, a sitting room set up, they literally wrote in the contract they would, that they wanted all the furniture in the room. And it wasn't anything, and my wife was like, absolutely not, right? No way. That was like the stuff that, that she liked. But if you do have some of that stuff, the Yankees, you know, memorabilia or some of the, you know, I don't know, rock and roll hall, you know, stuff on the wall, people will ask for it and go after it. And you don't want them to see that and that be the, the attraction to the home. Yeah, no question about it. And and again, if you have something that is an emotional attachment for you, I, I had a luxury property over $2 million a few years ago. And there was a chandelier that was really cool. It was rather expensive. The sellers found it like on their honeymoon at like this restaurant or bar or something. And they loved it. And they negotiated with the owner to buy it because of how meaningful it was to them. Right. And so they buy the chandelier. It's an incredible piece. It totally makes the living room. And they tell me up front, the chandelier is not conveying. Right. Okay. It was like, I'll, I'll communicate that, but I strongly encourage you to replace it with a different chandelier like now, or you're going to cause problems, right? So I put it in the property disclosures. It's in the MLS. Contract comes in, $2 million house. It's, it's probably a $10,000 chandelier, okay? $2 million house would come to all the terms except the chandelier. And literally the deal almost falls apart over the buyer wanting the chandelier and the seller not wanting to include it. So, I mean, we explained it to the buyer. It's like, look, no, you don't understand. This is super sentimental. You're going to have to find something else. The buyer said, well, you're not going to, I'm not going to buy it from you then. You know, it was this big ordeal. So if there's something in the house, you've got to, you've got to move it out. Another one uh, that I had, another situation, luxury property in Tarpon Springs, non-local buyer um, wanted almost all of the furnishings. Trying to itemize that out in a contract was gruesome. But the reality is, in my strong professional opinion, if there's something that you don't want included, remove it. And if, and even if you communicate it, you're basically saying you can't have this. It's going to make people want it more. And then secondly, the furniture furnishings that aren't part of the real property needs to be separate after the house is figured out. Well, and from a lending standpoint, that it's can problem. cause problems too, right? Yeah. It's called an inducement to sell because you can't, you can't put value on it. You can't put it in there and then you got to start subtracting it. So what we do see, and we have to tell people is they'll say, Hey, you know, the, you know, couch is going to stay, but it has, it has no value. Right. Well, some of these things where you're asking for a lot of stuff, they do have value and and you need to list it accordingly and and that becomes a problem when you go you know go to get your mortgage. Yeah, and so anyway, uh so so you know it's kind of you know where I you know you just got to neutralize the house. You've, For sure. you've got to you know tone it down. You've got to remove stuff that you don't want to distract people and that you don't want to stay. You know, I mean it, it's just you know again, it's just an important thing. So one other thing I want to get to before we uh jump to the break. Um you know, single family home rentals in Florida. The top 9 highest uh, rate increases in the country are all in Florida. And and this is important for you to understand. Number one, as an investor, if you're thinking about buying, um, you know, investment properties, rents keep going up, right. pretty, pretty good thing. Population keeps growing. The, the second part of it is if you're a renter though, and you keep getting these enormous rent increases that are faster paced in some areas then the price increase when you know the then the monthly cost increase sure. with low interest rates you need to look at buying a home 
I mean, there's so many renters out there that need to look at buying. Yeah, we have a tool that we use all the time when, when people call us and talk to us. It's a, called a rent versus buy. And we can compare them and use local statistics um, for the Tampa Bay area, whether it's, you know, Hillsborough, Pasco, Pinellas County, and based on appreciation facts. And virtually 100% of the time, it always makes sense to buy versus rent. Um, on when you factor everything that goes into to doing it. And with rents going up as high as they are and as quickly as they are, now more than ever, even with the price appreciation, the price increases that we've seen, it makes more sense to buy. Yeah, no question about it. And, and I think that the um you know the, the 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 number of rental increases, the the percentage that it's increasing is, is astronomical. And there are people that are going into a rental and they're signing the one-year lease, and then they're getting these astronomical increases of rent because people are paying it. I mean, I, I talked to a friend the other day that had moved here, and I, I encouraged them to buy their rent, and they tell me what they're paying for rent. It's like $4,000 for yes. this regular house, and I'm like, that is crazy. Like, how much you're paying for that? People don't understand when they buy, not only do they keep a lower monthly cost, but they're getting the appreciation benefit that that landlord is. You're making your landlord rich. I mean, right. rarely do I know landlords that aren't wealthy. There's right. a reason. Yes. Because they own a lot of real estate. Right. You know, and, and so, so again, you're listening to the Duncan do a real estate show that we're going to talk about uh, in our last segment. And this is something that I think is going to, um, unfortunately, probably drive more buyers to our market without more listings. And, you know, because, look, it, it, it's no secret that our market right now is, you know, heavily a seller's market with very low inventory, less than a month of inventory. Um. I did it. In fact, I did a rides in real estate this week. If you uh, if you're into cars and into real estate, I started this series on YouTube where I drive around neighborhoods. Yeah, I saw the first one. It was great. Um, yeah, so Bayshore, the first one yeah. I did was on Bayshore, and I, I drove in my McLaren 570S. I drove through Bayshore, and I talked about the car, but mostly I talked about uh, Bayshore real estate. So um, I recorded a new one this week for Hyde Park, and I did it in my my, my Audi RS6. And so um, I was looking at statistics, kind of updating myself on what's going on in Hyde Park and basically like 10 days of inventory. I mean, the single family homes just fly like it, it, they're selling so fast. It's, and, and realistically, that 10 days of inventory is only because it's really less than that. Right. Because what's happening takes, is they're getting a bidding war and it's, it's taking five days to go back and forth. Right. People, the you know, like, yeah. The reality is it's it's fat. It's yeah. even faster than that. So so we just we just have this market with really, really low inventory. And um, so with that being said, we've got travel restrictions being lifted around the country. Yes. So we're yeah. going to talk about what that means, um, you know, to the Florida real estate market um, after a quick break here on the Duncan Duo show. So we're back here on the Duncan Duo real estate show here on WFLA News. I'm Andrew Duncan of the Duncan Duo with Mike Corrigan from Cross Country Mortgage. And uh, I, I talked about this just briefly um, in the last segment. I want to kind of uh, let people know about it. If you're into cars and into real estate, I started a new video series. We're going to do a new neighborhood each week called Rides in Real Estate. You can see it on our YouTube or Instagram, uh, IGTV portion of our Instagram page at The Duncan Duo. If you Google Rides in Real Estate, you'll find it. First week I did Bayshore Real Estate. Uh, I, I live, I personally live at the Southern uh, portion of Bayshore. Almost, the, I'm literally the last house um, you know, don't come visit, but I'm literally at the <laughs> You're last everyone house. Where you live, huh? I'm literally at the last house, uh, at the Southern tip of Bayshore Boulevard. And so, so anyway, I cruise up Bayshore Boulevard. I talk about all the real estate stuff, but this week I did Hyde Park and, um, it's a cool series. If you're into cars, you know, the idea is, you know, similar to what you've seen with Jay Leno or Jerry Seinfeld, you know, is to talk about the car, but also to kind of, and show the car off and drive the car. Um, but to, um, you know, to, 
cruise through some neighborhoods and talk about what's going on with real estate. So I did Bayshore this week. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that we want to show um, when I do these segments is, you know, we kind of want to show the performance of the car a little bit. Um, I didn't do that in the first two episodes. I'm on Bayshore and in Hyde Park. There really isn't an opportunity to right. kind of yeah, let loose not, yeah. in uh, a couple of cars that have, you know, six and 700 horsepower. So, um, but I promise if you're a car person, you'll see me let loose a little bit more when we can get out on the interstate and drive to some areas uh, a little further away from my home and office. So, um, but nonetheless, make sure to check it out. Rides in real estate um, at the Duncan duo on um, our Instagram or our YouTube and on Instagram, it's on our IGTV portion. So you've got to, you know, click through that. Sometimes right. it may not show on our feed, but Hey, you guys touched on this before, but you know, we're bracing, bracing in Florida for a flood of investment from international folks yes. who haven't been able to travel here. You've got 33 countries now getting a travel ban lifted. So people are going to continue to start traveling here again. And look, our real estate market already has low inventory with the number of buyers we have. Sprinkle in, hey, guess what? Now Florida is open to the rest of the world and we're going to see an influx of people looking to buy real estate here. Yeah, there is so much pent up demand for people wanting to come here. I saw a, a, an interview once the ban was um, lifted with the CEO of United Airlines. They had 33 flights booked that day that came from Europe, and he said it was 100% full. I mean, basically every seat full on 33 flights of people lining up to come. There's so much pent-up demand for people that want to come and travel here. Inevitably, because we've seen it for, for decades, when they do come here, then they start saying, wow, this is really nice. This right. is a great place and to vacation. And it's affordable. And, and yeah, this and, it's and warm. that. And, and, and they start trying to look into buying it. So we're, we're, we are. Bra- we're bracing we're, for it. Yep. So buyers from Europe, China, Brazil and India um, are going to now be able to enter the U.S. for the first time in 20 months. Yes. Okay. So you have a lot of pent up demand from foreign buyers that have had to sit on the sidelines and and not be able to purchase real estate here, or effectively not be able to easily sell real estate that they own. So so the the reality is that um, it, it's going to bring a lot of traffic. And and look, cities like New York, Los Angeles, Miami, they're always mentioned a lot in the in the targets for 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 international buyers, but, but we've definitely hit the map. I mean, look, we've got a, we've got a world-class back-to-back champion hockey team, right? We've got a NFL Super Bowl winning, you know, team with Tom Brady. Um, you know, we have reasonable prices. We have great waterfront. We have all this stuff that's happening around Tampa. We've always been a target for Canada. Canada has always been a, we've always seen a huge influx in Tampa from Canada, but I think we're going to see more from, you know, South America. I think we're going to see more from Europe in, uh, you know, on our beaches. And when people start to look at um, what's going on in some of, you know, like South Florida, for example, how expensive it is, right. I think we'll get Saturated some people to look affordable. I also think that you're going to get people that would maybe look at cities like Los Angeles or New York and be a little concerned about the health of that real estate market with a lot of the things that have happened there. So, so there's no question that, um, but Hopefully, it'll help prop up some of those markets that have that have suffered a little bit, that have seen a population decrease, that have seen some, you know, some challenges in the real estate market. Hopefully, the you know the um, you know the influx of international buyers will help rebound some of those markets. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of people, a lot of the foreign buyers are going to be looking to take advantage of may, what they think are the opportunities here because they haven't been able to spend maybe some deals in some of those places, New York, L.A., things like that. But I think they're going to continue to come here, especially as some of the other um, markets in Florida get a little bit more saturated, a little bit more crowded. We're still a little bit less expensive, have a little bit more space and and waterfront, and they're going to they're going to move our way, and we're starting to see that. Yeah, and 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 again, it's going to continue. So the the whole premise of what I just talked about, you were sprinkling 
a new segment of buyers, millions of buyers potentially, yeah. on a real estate market. Well, not millions in Florida. We're not going to see millions of international purchases, but you know, thousands. Um, we're sprinkling a new segment of of buyer population on a market that has way too many buyers already and not enough homes for sale. So, if you're concerned about um, you know the real estate market or a potential drop or a decline, it's just not happening. I mean, we're basically sprinkling more and more buyers on reduced and reduced inventory. For the market to go the other direction, you've got to have an influx, a surplus of inventory. It'll be years, years and years before there's some sort of downturn in real estate in lieu of natural disaster, terrorist attack, you know. Right. Yeah. Please it, pray to God and please none of that. But yeah. but again, those are the things that could that could, you know, cause those kind of problems. So anyway, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope you're enjoying your Veterans Day weekend and uh so grateful for all the veterans out there. We appreciate you all. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll be here next week to continue our conversation on the Dunkin' Duo Real Estate Show. Have an awesome rest of your weekend.